Hey guys, and welcome back to Positive Masterminds. I'm your show host, Melody Johnson. Thanks for tuning in today. Another amazing day, another amazing podcast. This is my episode that we've finally been waiting for. Welcoming our most amazing guest, Jenny Eastwood. Okay, we have a special guest here today on our show. We have from hairdresser to highly sought-out entrepreneur and copywriter, uh, Jenny Eastwood. Thank you so much, Jenny, for coming on to our show today. Thanks for having me. I'm excited to be here, all the way from New Zealand. (laughs) I appreciate you being flexible for the time. (laughs) Yeah, it's a bit tricky, right, getting it um, to suit both of us. Yes, yes. So I had a, a good friend that told me about you. Uh, Going from hairdresser to being a copywriter and entrepreneur, can you share a little bit about your story to our audience? Yeah, sure. So um, I was a hairdresser for seven years and I kind of fell into that role before I started hairdressing. I was always interested in writing. And in fact, when I finished high school, I went to college to pursue journalism and I burnt out very quickly in the first semester because I realized that journalism wasn't the path I wanted to go down. But at the time, I didn't really understand um, the different pathways available uh, within professional writing. Uh, And being a stroppy 18-year-old, I just decided to throw in the towel instead. Um, And I ended up uh, kind of falling into hairdressing because I was a hair model for a salon and I thought it was really cool, the creative thing that they were doing. So Um, one thing led to another and I ended up doing an apprenticeship and staying there for seven years. And by the the last year that I was doing it, I was so disillusioned, but I felt so trapped because I couldn't believe how much time had passed. Um, And I was really ready to to make a change and kind of um, seek out what my true, my true pathway would be. So I, uh, with the help of a friend who is a self-made entrepreneur himself, um, who runs a a few online businesses, he was kind he was able to kind of give me the confidence I needed more than anything to believe that I was able to make those changes because I'd never, I never had, I think that's the the biggest problem that many of us face is sort of not actually believing we can do it and kind of suffering from paralysis by analysis. So um, I just, I, did, I didn't want to go back to university. Um, I wanted to make it happen for myself as quickly as possible. And so I started researching the best books, the best online courses um, to learn as much as I could myself about copywriting and how to get into it. Um, I would kind of discovered copywriting through um, a bit of research into different avenues that you can go down in professional writing. And I thought it sounded like the exact kind of thing I would be good at. I've always been kind of quite a good salesperson, I suppose. And a copywriter is a salesperson behind a keyboard. So Mm -hmm. it combined the two things I was quite good at. Um, And so, yeah, I started learning as much as I could at home and taking these courses online and um, talking to other copywriters, like reaching out and asking for feedback, advice, Um, practicing as much as possible and then cold calling businesses to ask if they would be happy to let me work for free in exchange for some pieces for my portfolio. Um, And I find that small businesses are usually quite open to helping you because they're usually in a similar boat, especially if they've kind of recently started. 
um, they may not have a huge budget for advertising. So anything, you know, it's kind of a, you scratch my back, I'll scratch yours kind of situation. So after doing that for um, a few months, I actually landed a full-time copywriting job and six months into that transitioned into being entirely freelance. And now I'm working on building my own creative agency. Wow. That, that is an amazing story. I mean, that's so encouraging because I'm sure with coming with that, there was, there's some fears that are attached to that. Um, you know, the fear of a failure, like, could you explain like maybe one thing that helped you to get over that leap of failure? Yeah. So for me, I, I would wake up every morning and dread the day ahead, you know, like when I was still hairdressing, I was so deeply unhappy that it almost became like there was no other choice. I would do whatever I had to do to not have to do that thing anymore. Um, and I, I knew that failure was, you know, is always a risk. My family, like, they're, when I when they brought me up, they raised me to be entirely focused on finding job security. So doing something like leaving my full-time regular job that was a guaranteed income to take a leap of faith and try this thing that I had just sort of turned my hand to uh, was a huge risk. And they, my family were very worried for me and worried about how it might turn out. Um, but in that... I, because of you know the kind of beliefs they've instilled in me I don't ever leave anything until I have something firmly lined up so what I did was um, I was working my full-time job hating it but doing it anyway and then practicing and learning as much as I could on the side and just dedicating all my spare time to upskilling doing any work on the sides blogs that kind of thing um, and then when I did eventually land a, a, a proper job, sign the contract and had a start date lined up, then I actually left my, my, my regular job. So, you know, it sounds like it required like faith, like faith in yourself, like that you could accomplish that task. Yeah, I think it really does. I feel like, um, and I, I, I've talked about this in my story that many people just settle for jobs and situations that they're not happy with because they don't believe that they're either deserving of the life that they want or that they're capable of making such a big change. When I used to talk to um, clients when I was hairdressing they and I told them, you know, like this is what I'm working towards, many of them were really shocked at, at sort of, I guess, the, the courage it takes to make a change like that. Um, and it was really kind of sad to me talking to these women who some of which might have been in their 50s or 60s who had been doing a job that they had settled for, not really loving it, but not seeing any alternative and believing that it was too late to, to make a change. And even women in their 20s, like where the world is your oyster and at any point you can change the direction you're going in, they still said that they wouldn't know where to start or they'd be too afraid of what might happen. Um, and that's kind of, that's quite sad that that's this overarching kind of belief that we have. Um, it definitely helped for me having um, a mentor, I suppose, who had gone out and, and made things happen for himself and was able to remind me that actually, you know, you do the work and you can do it. There's no reason why you can't, you know, the only thing standing in the way is your, your own self-doubt. Yes. So um, one of the things I've, I've noticed, like when I'm speaking with people, they always tell me they have a mentor and you said you had one. Um, did you have to, do you have more mentors or do you just stick with one? 
Um, I, uh, he's kind of like my, um, uh, it was never sort of intended that he'd become my mentor. He was always just my friend who um, had said, you should find a mentor. Um, and then I was thinking, well, who's going to mentor me? Because, you know, my dream mentor is Roxanne Gay, but she's not going to mentor me. So um, it kind of, I, I ended up, I guess, I read Mastery by Robert Greene, which is one of the top books I recommend across any industry, regardless of what you do. Um, oh. It's an amazing book about how to get really good at anything you want to do. And the, basically the, the main principle is it takes a lot of hard work. You know, nothing is easy. Nothing falls into your lap. But he talks about finding a mentor in, greatly in that book. And he also says if you can't find an actual physical person who's doing what you want to do or where you want to be in 20 years time, then, you know, read as much as possible. Figure out who has killed it in your industry um, and find out everything you can about that, about them, um, research their journey and kind of create this, this mentor for yourself. So that's kind of what I still do. Although now that I'm a bit more, uh, a bit further down the track, I actually intend to reach out to a few people on LinkedIn and see if I can connect with other copywriters, other copywriters in New Zealand, um, and see what they're doing. It, it, it only helps to build networks, even if you're in the same industry, I think, you know. Um, for example, if I am absolutely swamped with work, then I could say, hey, I know this person who's really amazing. You should check her out as well. So yeah, I kind of ended up having accidentally one mentor, but I created these other avatars, I suppose, of people as well. I, I do the same thing. I, I'm going to show you a picture of something. You might laugh when you see this. Um, so I, I had printed out and I compiled some pictures of like my mentors that I consult. And so like I have like... Oh, I love that! Right? That's so, so like, good. I do this and I keep it near my desk and it's like a visual, like a reminder with like some quotes to like inspire me, like on those days that are rough. So I was just thinking about how you were talking about um, the people that inspire you. So that's just a little something that I do. That is so good. I love that. I have a Pinterest board sort of version of that, but I actually like that. I want to do that too in my office. It's fun. Like I look back at it and I'll think to myself, you know, who still needs to be on my, I call a board of advisory. And so like, I, I look at those people and I say, how else are they like influencing what I'm doing today? So yeah, this is, this is a good visual, but I love how you're reading so many books. And, you know, I started thinking, are you coming out with a book? Uh, I, I am actually, uh, oh. I'm working on, um, although it's not what you think, I'm ghostwriting a book for, um, for one of my clients. So um, a, big, uh, a big entrepreneur who um, has had global online success, um, but based in little old New Zealand. So uh, that is on the cards. Although I've had a lot of interest in my own journey. So I'm thinking maybe I might start putting something together um, of my own experience as well, because um, if anybody finds any value in that, that would be great. I think that you've provided so much inspiration to people that, that your words should get out there. I think that would be great for you. Thank you. <laughs> I will, yeah, maybe I'll, I'll look into it. I'm, yeah. I'm reassured that people want to hear about it, you know? Yes, yes. So um, what advice would you say, uh, would you give to like a new entrepreneur that's uh, starting down the same road 
as you trying to do copyright or just being an entrepreneur period? I think uh, the, the number one thing is to remain focused. Like you can read all of the blogs, the books, watch all the TED Talks, do all the courses, but it's not going to happen unless you make it happen. Like consuming content and um, surrounding yourself with that is great, but you have to do the work. You have to be prepared to push and be unrelenting in your pursuit of what you want um, and hustle really hard. Like it's not easy to make things happen for yourself quickly. And especially if you're going from such a, you know, making a huge career transition, such as hairdressing to copywriting, where I had no prior experience. Um, you have to hustle really hard. Like I recently, you know, shared my story on Reddit and in my story, I literally did step by step. Here is what I did. This is exactly what I did. Um, but it still, I'd still get a million messages saying, how can I do it? Where do I start? It's like, I just gave you, I literally just gave you the blueprint for what I did, but you know, you have to, you have to do it. You can't just yes. ask somebody and expect it to happen. You have to go out there and hustle. So I feel like, you know, figure out where you want to get to and map out the steps that you need to take to get there. Figure out where, where are the holes in your, in your knowledge and your skills? Who can you talk to for advice to find out if you're moving in the right direction? And and just like not stop. Do not let your tunnel, like be tunnel focused with your vision, you know? Um, I think I speak to so many people who are like, oh, I can never do that. Or, um, you know, I don't know where I'd start or it's too hard. And it's like, it is hard. It's, you know, it's not easy to make things happen, but you totally can. It's just about finding that determination and that focus. And you can honestly do anything. As cliche as it sounds, it's true. <laughs> It, it is. Um, it's so interesting. So I, I'm kind of on the same journey. And it's interesting you're talking about this because I actually used to work as a public school teacher uh, for Whoa. first graders. And I quit my Please job. Do. <laughs> Thank you. So I've been teaching well for over 12. Um, yeah, I want to say 10 years I've been teaching. And uh, I woke up one morning and realized like I wasn't spending enough time uh, with my family and my daughter has epilepsy. So I needed to be able to free up my time. And uh, I just walked into my boss's office and said, effective immediately, I quit. Wow. Oh my and gosh. Good for you. That's amazing. <laughs> yeah. A lot of people were um, pretty upset about that. And I, I can understand, but like you said, you have to have like that laser focus, like, and you have to be willing to do whatever it takes to get to the point that you want. So like now I launched a company last week, Friday, a literacy. Congratulations. Company. Thank you. Launched it um, on Facebook. And I'm really excited because it's based on all literacy games for children. So oh, that's awesome. Yeah. So yeah, so I understand, and I'm definitely going to uh, read your article on Reddit. Um, I'll make sure, guys, that I'll post uh, Jenny's article on our website and on our Facebook wall, uh, Facebook slash Positive Mastermind. Jenny, thank you so much for coming on to our show and just share one quote that you absolutely love, that you hold dear to your heart. Mine's actually a Mad Men quote because, you know, Don Draper <laughs> is the king of advertising and it's make it simple but significant. And I feel like that is just the key thing to keep in mind whenever you're creating effective content or anything in life, you know, keep it simple, but make sure it counts, you know? Yes. 
Well, thank you so much for coming on to our show. And we'll hope to have you on again another time, okay? Yeah, thank you for having me. Thank you. Take care.